0: hello welcome to another episode of Crimesbury. how's it going guys how are you how are you feeling um i officially don't
1: have covid i'm still sick whoop but whoop. i tested negative for covid what's well, good um uh, but like i was just telling you i'm pretty sure i have like permanent vocal cord damage mm. Uh, that's okay you know what it's not like i'm uh i'm trying to be a dell or anything i don't need to hit all those notes oh my goodness it's kind of sexy,
0: you know? We'll, we'll lean into it. Um, how are you? I'm good. I have been lazy and doing absolutely nothing, and I love it. I didn't do anything this weekend either. Yeah, people are always asking me, like, what did you do this weekend? I'm like, not a damn thing, and it was fabulous.
1: I, I think I watched an entire season of Sons of Anarchy and, like, five movies.
0: Okay, I didn't quite do that, <laughs> but... In one week, I've watched two full seasons of House. I've never seen House. Oh my god! But I, god, I love Hannah. Grey's Anatomy,
1: so I feel like I you probably would, would really like love it. Love it.
0: It is interesting because, like, I love watching shows that were made in like the early two thousands and being like, "Wow, they could never make that today." But it is just really funny. Um, I have to watch it. Where do you watch it? It's on Prime. Oh, I don't have Prime. It's. I mean, it's been floated on other stuff. It was on Netflix for a long time, so I'm sure it'll be back. But Hugh Laurie's in it, and he plays House. And House is just, like, he's such, like, a sarcastic jerk. And so, like, stuff in, like, the 2000s is, like, he makes these jokes about, like, he's, like, I watch The L Word every night just on mute or something like that. And, like, you know, just, like, gross jokes that they made back then. But it is genuinely, like, just very witty, and it's very funny. That's Um, how I feel about Friends. Yeah. I really liked Friends. I know it's, like, lately... I feel like our generation gives it sort of a bad rep, but
1: Oh, I love Friends is my favorite really TV funny. show of all time, for sure. Yeah. I've seen it at, I mean, we've talked about this. I've seen it like 50
0: times. Yeah. And but it's also one of those shows that like didn't age super well. Lots of fat jokes, lots of lesbian jokes, lots yeah. of, you know, but It was 1998. <laughs> were you like, the you one know? who was watching The Sopranos? No, so I wanted to watch The Sopranos, but then Rob decided he wanted to watch it, but we're watching Succession right now. <gasps> well, the neck the new season of
1: Succession's next month.
0: I know, that's why we're watching it all right now. We just watched an okay. episode before this.
1: Damn, what part are you guys at? Sorry, spoilers for people who haven't watched. It's so freaking good, you should.
0: Okay, so we just watched the episode called Turnhaven in the second season, and it's where they're trying to buy um some company, like the Pierce company, and they go out to the Pierce's Oh, and it's house-
1: Alexander Skarsgård? No. Oh.
0: It's um her name is Cherry something. She actually played the president in 24, but they go out to their house in Boston and they try to put on a good show. And Holly Hunter is like a, I don't know. Yes. What she is. She's like a cousin or an aunt or something. Um, and then Shiv's like, dad, just tell everybody that you're giving the company to me. And he's like, um, well, I'm probably not going to do that. And it's just, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Now I know exactly where part you're at.
0: Yeah. So I think it's like season, Ooh, episode like five. Maybe. I can't wait
1: for you to finish this season.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, my God. So my favorite character right now, and everybody I know that's watched this is like, well, they're like, sort of like, first of all, how is that still your favorite character? And second of all, that's going to change. But I really like Roman. Uh, See, I like Roman, too. But, like, I recognize he's a terrible person. I just think he's a funny character. But I
1: think that's why I like him, though, because he knows that he's a bad person. Yeah. And he doesn't try to pretend to, like be decent like I feel like the rest of the siblings like there's like a facade with them versus like Roman is like the most real of them
0: yeah like I just think he's just funny and he's like a dipshit and he's just really mean and he doesn't try to be anything but that so he just brings like a level of comedy to the show that I really like and like I don't expect it like if he does something terrible I'm never like oh my god I can't believe he did that it's like yeah like Big shock! It,
1: yeah. There's a there's a scene coming up that you're gonna be like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> I'm sure I'm mortified by him right now, but oh well. Oh my god,
1: I yeah, I'm super excited for the next season. I you gotta you'll definitely finish in time because I think it's coming out like the end of March. See if it is
0: okay. So it is really funny because I've seen the trailer for the new season. Not that most of it really means anything to me right now. But Mm -hmm. so, so far in season two, one of the plot lines is that um, Logan is going to sign the company. He's going to, like, leave the company to Shiv. And in the new season trailer, it's, like, the three kids, like, Roman, Kendall, and Shiv. And they're all talking about, like, how dad's turned on them and what are they going to do? And, like, are they willing to forgive him or something like that? And I was watching the trailer, and I was like, oh, I guess, like, Logan backed out of that deal with Shiv. And then I was like, what am I talking about? Like, of course he backed out of the deal with Shiv. Like, he was never going to honor that. Like, like that was why okay, I even so think he
1: did. You you know that, but it's the way that he does it that you're going to be like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. So I, I, And that's what I love about it. Like, it's like I can see, I know that he's going to, like, under underhand everybody, but I just want to see how he does it.
1: The only thing I don't like about Succession, I'm pretty sure I've said this, is just the way that it's filmed.
0: Really? Because I love that. I, I think hate that like makes it. the show.
1: It made me almost not want to watch it after like the first two episodes because I couldn't like concentrate. And like later on in the seasons, like obviously crazy shit happens, so you like kind of forget it. But like the first episode, I was like, I don't know if I can watch this. Like,
0: oh, I love it because it it feels more natural like to me it feels more like your eyesight where you're sort of moving around and then like something catches your eye so you stop and like focus on it which is not how camera work really works but it's just how we work i don't i thought the camera work was amazing
1: nah i i don't that's literally my only complaint about the show but oh my god i'm so excited for you to keep me updated
0: so and then i can finally watch sopranos
1: Oh, that's what I'm most excited for you to watch. I actually just restarted watching The Sopranos from, like, episode one. Oh, really? Because, like, I've watched it all the way through twice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, now when I watch it, I just pick, like, random episodes that I, like, remember. Yeah. And so I just re- started to rewatch it again for the first time, like, all the way through. Because I usually, like, when I rewatch it, I'll start at, like, season, I think, like, three or four. Because mm-hmm. the first two seasons are, like, weird. But <laughs> I'm on season one right now, and I, like, forgot how funny some of the dialogue is. Yeah. That's, like, not meant to be funny, but it's good. That's what yeah. I've been rewatching. I haven't really been watching a whole lot of, like, new TV, though.
0: Did you quit watching Game of Thrones? No,
1: I finished. <gasps>
0: yeah? What did you think? I
1: hated the ending. Right. I hated, yeah. hated, hated it. I was so pissed. I, it, like... I'm really glad that I didn't watch it live because yeah. if I would have seen that live, I would have like freaked the hell out. Like I hated the way that it ended. I haven't started house of dragon yet.
0: House of dragon is very good. I, I think don't have a the lot of-
1: emotional depth. for it.
0: Right I yet. think a lot of people were really hesitant because they were like, I don't want like the same thing to happen. But house yeah. of dragon is like, it's very, very good. The only downside to it is I don't think, like, the next season's coming out until, like, 2024 or something.
1: Okay, then I'm going to wait. Because I I don't have the emotional, like, capacity to handle that right now because I was so upset at the way that it ended.
0: Yeah. I didn't necessarily mind, like, where all the stories tied up at for the most part. But I didn't... I just really did not care for the execution of it.
1: Everything... Was fine except for Jon Snow. Like, why did he get fucked so hard in the end? Um, he was my favorite character, Wait, and then they're like, mean? "Okay, bye, back to the wall. See you later." That's what he like,
0: wanted. he never wanted to be king, but like they just freaking exiled him. I don't feel like they exiled him. I think he just went back.
1: No, they were like, "You're being punished. You're either gonna like get executed or you have to go back to the wall."
0: Oh. I don't think, I, I don't know. Him going back to the wall, I felt like was a good, I mean, maybe that is true. Like, that's bad that they punished him that way. But him going back to the wall, I didn't really have a problem with because he never wanted to be king. And he never really felt like he fit in or belonged anywhere anyways because he was a bastard. I didn't mind Bran becoming the king. I didn't mind. What? those the worst part, Sarah. Really? What are you talking about? I did not mind that at all.
1: No, the only satisfying part to the end of that show was that Sansa became queen of the north.
0: Yeah. I. No. Okay. So I really didn't mind Bran. And here's why. I liked that it wasn't a character that any of us thought it was going to be. And also, I hated Bran the entire series. Like, I could not have cared less about his storyline. Like, if that man had been written out of the show, it would not. I would have been utterly unbothered by it. So Uh I was glad that, like, he did something useful in the end. No,
1: I wish he would have died. Sorry. I hated (laughs) the ending. I, like,. They kill everybody off except him. Like, please, please. I did hate him. No, I can't. I I'm glad that I watched it when I did and not live. I I hated the way that it ended. I was so mad. Hmm. But yeah, but yeah. Currently, I'm watching Sons of Anarchy. Oh,
0: this is a show I kind of want to watch that.
1: So it's good but some of the things that happen in the show are so ridiculous that you're like are you guys freaking for real right now like they have sex at like the most inappropriate times yeah like there's one scene where like one of the girls like her stalker breaks into her house and her boyfriend comes and like shoots him and then they start having sex and you're like what are you talking about right Ew. now like the body's like still on the like floor. who's
0: running on adrenaline that high at the moment yes yeah.
1: Like, some of that, like, that stuff, I'm like, you guys couldn't have, like, made this more realistic. Yeah. But otherwise, nah, it's a good show. Sex sells, baby. It's a good show. And they're it's hot, like, too. It's hot like a, motorcycle dudes.
0: It's a biker gang, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's they're, they're, the name of their biker game, is the Sons of Anarchy. Okay. And it's, That's like, bad. based off the Hells Angels. That's cool. It's pretty cool.
0: Uh, we're watching The Last of Us on HBO. Have you seen that oh, at yeah. all? Oh, yeah
1: no but it's after a video game right
0: yes and it is and Rob played the video game which I didn't so I don't really know much but um, he'll talk about like there's certain scenes where it's like verbatim exactly what happened in the game but then they have to okay you know they have to work with it because it's a show and all it is so good like it's going I've win- heard
1: it's actually really really good
0: it's gonna win an award and it's got Pedro Pascal and um, uh, I actually don't know her name in real life
1: um they're both from game of thrones yeah
0: um god i can't think of her name that's really embarrassing it'll come to me in a minute but it's just it's fantastic
1: i've heard and i heard the most recent episode episode three or whatever yeah it was like one of the best television episodes i i want to watch it i don't i just can't like emotionally get involved in another show right now game of thrones really like took it out of me
0: well i'll tell you the first episode was pretty scary and part of it is because you didn't know anything of what was going on okay and i it was just like i was like rob i'm gonna have a heart attack like i'm just filled with anxiety and then the third, like episode- monster scary so, it's essentially about this um like fungus that starts spreading and it takes over people and it's it like I guess it turns them into like zombies. It's not zombies like Walking Dead zombies, but like same sort of idea like they're dead but the the like fungus has taken over them. Okay. Um, and they want to like feed on people. So, the first episode is about like the outbreak happening and it's like how they're finding people and like how it's spreading and how they don't recognize it. And, um, like neighbors. So part of it is like scary and that it's like monsters trying to eat people, but other parts of it, it's just like somebody, you know, taking 10 minutes to like turn around a corner because they know something's going to be on the other side. Mm, and you're just like holding your so breath, scary. waiting for it. It's, yeah, it's very scary, but it is, it's just executed so good. Like the acting is amazing. Um, and they do like a little bit of Liberty for the gay, but it's amazing. And the most recent episo- episode has Nick Offerman in it. And it just, I was like crying the last 10 minutes of the show.
1: I heard a lot of people were like in tears watching that episode. Yeah.
0: I told Rob, like, this isn't a spoiler, but I was like, I will never love you like that. Don't expect me to. Ah! Like, okay. I'm going to watch it. It was just so. Maybe boring.
1: I'll watch it this weekend.
0: You should. I mean, there's only, so there's four episodes as of last night. And then the fifth one comes out on Friday because the Super Bowl is on Sunday. Um, And they're all, like, an hour long, so you could watch it.
1: HBO did a good job at bringing back the, like, once a week TV thing.
0: I saw a tweet that was like, HBO took the whole, sometimes I get a little sad Sunday nights, and just decided to, like, exasperate that to an end. I just, I was having this
1: conversation with somebody the other day because, like, I think the reason why I don't really watch like a ton a ton of TV is because it's I I didn't have my own T V growing up. Like I had to share a one singular TV with like my entire family. Mm-hmm. So we all had to decide collectively on what to watch or it was nothing at all. And it usually ended up being like a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. So as an and as an adult, I've never owned a TV. So like when I watch stuff it's on my laptop and i don't like i'm already on my computer for work all day so i don't want to like come home and stare at another screen yeah but i like that hbo only does the like once a week thing because it's like it's like a nice little treat it is
0: like it is kind of nice and it's funny now because shows like um like, shows now will only be, like, 10 episodes or 12 episodes a season, and it'll be, like, 40 straight minutes, you know? Whereas, yeah. like, House or, like, Friends, they were, like, 22 episodes a season. Like, they were literally on all year long. And you had, it took you, like, nine months to watch them all. Whereas now, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, now you just watch them all in a weekend, because there's only 10 episodes.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to sit there for that long either. Yeah, that's true.
0: So, but I, I like the uh, I like the weekly basis. It's like it's kind of nice. But I also <laughs> like having the ability to, um, if I'm not sitting in front of my TV exactly at nine o'clock, like I can watch it later. Yeah, you remember that? Like, if you missed a show, like if it came on at eight and you got out home at eight fifteen, it's like you just you were never gonna find out what the first fifteen minutes of that episode was.
1: Well, we had like a VHS recorder thing.
0: Yeah, but that's if you, if you set it to record.
1: Yeah, so like, my mom, we would go through like the TV guide every week or whatever, and oh my, my God, mom would give us so like organized. I love that. <laughs> my mom would give us like blank tapes to be like, okay, pick whatever you want. Yeah, we or never she would that. record stuff too.
0: No, we never <laughs> did that. My dad would do it sometimes with like football games, but like I think my I think my sister's dad did that.
1: He was a yeah. big 49ers fan.
0: I just love being able to like pause the TV and getting up to leave or something, or being able to rewind it when something funny happens. Especially because I don't pay attention. <laughs> exactly, I'm on my phone the whole time. I need to go back 10 seconds.
1: I need to look at the little screen while the big screen.
0: Exactly, is on. I have to have 10 screens on. Rob does that. He he'll have like his phone, his laptop, the iPad, and the TV on all at the same time, and I'm like, oh my what god, what's wrong with you?
1: I would get so overstimulated.
0: So would I. It drives me crazy. I'm like, I just need to have my phone.
1: Um, well, speaking of being glued to the internet all the time, I really quickly, because I remembered I wanted to talk about this last week, but I wanted to talk to you because I want to get your opinion on the Idaho murder case. Have you been following this?
0: Is that the... What's The four college students? Yeah. What's it? Koberger?
1: Brian Kohlberger.
0: Yeah. What do you... What do you think? Okay. So I
1: did like a Reddit deep dive this week because... There's a gag order on the case. Yeah. So, and I think they're actually going to try the case in Washington instead of Idaho. Or, like, they're not going to yeah. try it in Moscow because, obviously, it's been, like, too...
0: Right. Too publicized. Sensational. Too close to Yeah.
1: So, one of the roommates in the house that didn't get murdered, did you see this? Like, saw somebody in the house, but she
0: didn't say anything. So, yeah, and I, so I have a couple thoughts on that, and part of it is, like, okay, so on one hand, I do find that suspicious, and then on another hand, everybody keeps seeming to focus on that, and I'm like, okay, but this man killed four people, and you're focusing on what the one other woman didn't do? Like, I just feel like that's too big of a focus, but at also, the same I, just time, want I do to think say... it's suspicious. I do think it's I don't think it's suspicious
1: because I think when you're living, I mean, you had more of like the real college experience than I did. But like, I think when you're living in like college housing with like a lot of other people, Mm -hmm. maybe you don't like think like, I know every single person who's in this house. You know what I mean?
0: So I do think that's true. Um, But I thought that part of her story was that like, she just stayed frozen in fear for like several hours.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't I don't know. I think it's weird that they would bring it up at all.
0: Yeah. So I f- it's like, is it a scapegoat because they're bringing it up or is it significant because they're bringing it up?
1: I feel like they're probably using it as a scapegoat because I heard that it's going to be really hard for them to tie a lot of the evidence to him until they find the murder weapon.
0: Yeah. Which And that's another th- I'm like, where's the murder? I guess a lot of it is circumstantial. Like, his cell phone pings, like, how he just happened to turn his cell phone off at the same time that the murders were expected to happen. Like, that's just, that's circumstantial evidence. Unless there's
1: evidence that we don't know about.
0: Yeah, which is very possible, partic- particularly in, like, a live case that's, like, ongoing.
1: Yeah. I'm very interested to see how this is going to turn out. I feel so awful for those families. But, like, I can't imagine. the. I guess the only part that really bothers me about it is, like, like, my roommate and I don't get along right now. We have not spoken to each other in a couple months. Right. But, like, I know when he's home. Yeah. Like, it's not like we're hanging out, but, like, I would know if something happened to him because it's not like I never hear from him. You know what I mean? Like.
0: Yeah. But it. how many of the girls lived in the house? Because it was like. A, I
1: think there was f- six people total.
0: That lived there. Right,
1: I, It might have been five.
0: That lived there and then there were four deaths. So if they lived in like a house with that many people, then that's a lot bigger than just like an apartment. You know? And I don't know. And I also don't know what the house looks like. like it, is it that's like a, a thing. Is it a ranch style house that had like four bedrooms in it? Or is it like a sorority house that's like a couple stories and like big? You know, like I don't know what it looks like.
1: I think from the outside it doesn't look super, super big. I'm assuming the bedrooms are just like... I don't know, small like, like your first apartment when you live in college. Like, it's not right. like you can afford a lot of stuff, so you know what it Like, yeah. you probably have like a twin bed in a tiny room, and like everybody shares the same fucking rice cooker. <laughs> That's such
0: a cool you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it just me, I don't know. Like, I just want to know what's not being told to us. I'm very well. One of the
1: parents of, I think one of the girls who got. Uh, murdered because mm-hmm. it was three girls and a guy mm-hmm. but t- the guy and one of the girls didn't live there they were just like crashing there right. that night yeah I think the girl of the parent the parents of the girl who didn't live there if I'm not mistaken are the ones who are trying to fight the gag order like they're pissed that it's happening but like I understand why there needs to be one
0: so does a gag order mean that like Will the court proceedings be allowed to be, like, televised?
1: No. So it means so, yeah. that it's a closed, ca- like, you cannot have any media there, and you cannot speak to the media about it, and the media cannot report on anything about it.
0: See, I hate that. Like I, I hate I it, it, too, it. but I, it's, it I, I think it's really important. Point, but... Yeah. It's just because we're why. nosy. Well, and part of it is just, like, in the way that, our media is structured these days. Like, like, okay. So I watched that, um, what is it? American crime story, but it was like the people versus OJ Simpson. And they were talking about how hard it was because when you're a juror, you're not allowed to like read about the case. You're not allowed to talk about the case, you know, but it was so televised. It was on every single newspaper. And so they all had to like move into hotels. Like they weren't allowed to get their newspapers delivered to them in Uh the morning, like all that stuff. And that was in, the 90s. the 90s like i couldn't imagine what it would be like today like you couldn't have a phone like your cell phone you
1: that's what, well you can't i i remember i can't remember what case it was it was another high profile case i want to say it was the casey anthony trial but i could be wrong but i remember like some of the jurors didn't have they couldn't like talk to their family for like two months or something like that yeah
0: and imagine because you, like, you can't to, like and that's one thing when you're in like a two-day trial you know, for something, but like local, but that's totally different when it's a national news story that's going to go on for weeks or months. Like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine.
1: Well, that's why they're doing the gag order because they need to be able to like, like I think he truly did do it. Like I fully in my heart of hearts believe he's the killer, Mm -hmm. but he still deserves a fair trial. No, absolutely.
0: Everybody deserves a fair trial.
1: So, and I think it's going to be really hard if they hadn't have put that on there.
0: Mm, that's true. But, but selfishly, I'm nosy and I want to know what's going on. I know. I just want to know so bad. <laughs> but... tell me. I feel like I'm going to forget all about this case. And then a year from now, they're going to be like, he was found guilty. And I'm like, I told you. Now, tell me why.
1: I have like a Google alert set for it. <laughs> Do you really? I,
0: to... <laughs> I love that. Because I need to know. That's so
1: nosy. That's funny i I need to know everything at all times. I love that.
0: Okay. Well, you want to talk about another like, truly, awful, some terrible stories.
1: Yeah, I'm scared. We did the same one actually. Again. Really?
0: Why? I, I. don't know. I get. You do like, that I get, every I, time. I know. I'm like. I get so nervous. Like. <laughs> okay. So my. So we're gonna do national parks. Uh, that's our theme this week. Uh-huh. And mine is actually set in one of my bucket list locations, which is the Grand Canyon.
1: I don't, we didn't do the same one.
0: Okay. Um, and okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to jump right in. I'm not going to give any more context to that. I'm just going to start the story. Okay. And then I we'll, think I
1: know what it is, but I'm, I'm excited. Okay.
0: Okay. So it's 1993. Ooh. It's Easter day. And Donna Sedling Spangler and her husband, Robert or Bob Spangler, decide that they're going to go through for a hike through the Grand Canyon. So, it's Oh, ho- yeah. Yeah. So it's a holiday weekend. Oh, yeah. They figure most people are celebrating with, like, church services, like egg hunts, or just having, like, family lunch or whatever. And then all five of Donna's children from a previous marriage are grown, and they've moved out of Durango, Colorado, which is where she now lives with Bob. So they decide to take advantage of the holiday weekend and hopefully smaller crowds. So while Donna and Bob have been active hikers throughout the entirety of their four-year marriage, Donna is not nearly as enthusiastic about the hobby as Robert is. She has a fear of heights plus occasional spells of vertigo. So she prefers to stick to longer trails that are less steep and then use ski poles to help her balance along the way. Uh-huh. So Donna and Bob start their hike. They reach the top of their trail and Bob sets up a camera to take a picture of the two of them with the view in the background. So he tells Donna where to stand. He sort of positions the camera up against a rock. He starts to set the automatic timer and then he quote, heard a small sound from Donna turned and she was gone.
1: I remember this. I love this one.
0: Donna had fallen over the edge down about 160 feet. And sustain multiple fractures of the neck, chest, and lower extremities, plus contusions, lacerations, and abrasions. Here's
1: the thing: I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I'm actually going in April. But if you're afraid of heights, the Grand Canyon is not the place to be. Yeah,
0: I could not. But and I'm scared of heights, but I still want to see the Grand Canyon. Like that's a fear. I'm I'll so want to excited.
1: Get over. So I'm I'm afraid of heights too, but they they have like. Well, they have this thing. I'm definitely not going to do it. My sister wants to do it so bad. And I'm like, absolutely the fuck not. They have this like glass lookout. Yeah. No way. You could not pay me to go out there and do that. But it's usually like the places that are not that. I mean, it might have been different in the 90s, obviously. But the places that are like, if you step one more foot, you're going to die. Like they're pretty well roped off.
0: Yeah. I would maybe do the glass thing, but I would probably be, like, crawling out on my, like, hands and knees. I would be, like, arm no crawling, way. like, out just to look down. I
1: got, I got scared today because I saw there's, like, a, there's an apartment building in Texas mm-hmm. that built a pool
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the roof like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Like,
1: the bottom of the pool is glass. No,
0: <gasps> no, 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 no.
1: And, like, the it was, like, a video of, like, a girl, like, she had, like, a GoPro on and she's swimming i don't like that. it stressed me out so bad and i saw it on instagram can
0: you go back to the can you go back to the nice solid ground
1: it's yeah no 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 and it was like it's only eight inches of plexiglass i'm like that's not enough no that's That's not not enough
0: i don't like that okay so donna falls and she you know she dies um, her death has immediately ruled an accident. And actually just that year alone, there were six other deaths related to falls throughout the park. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's like a common experience, but like, it is not unheard of because it's yeah. a giant natural occurring it's a canyon. canyon. It's, like <laughs> it's they a can't, literal canyon. <laughs> they can't rope it off everywhere. Yeah. Like at some point, it's like natural selection. Like you're at a canyon. Like you got to know not to step too far. I don't know. Yeah. Don't let your kids run. Um, So, her death is immediately ruled an accident. Bob had her body cremated due to the extreme (laughs) injuries she suffered. You know, wink, wink. And Bob continued on to take several more hikes throughout the Grand Canyon trails just over the next couple years. So, his wife died from falling over an edge, and he was like, wow, that sucked, and he just kept going.
1: Oh, my God. Okay.
0: So, let's give a little background on Bob Spangler. So Bob was born in Des Moines, Iowa in 1993. That's not accurate at all. (laughs) I wonder when I meant to say that.
1: Maybe 39. I don't remember. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Anyways, 30s, we'll go with that. And he was raised by adoptive parents in Ames, Iowa, which is like just outside. Um, His father is or was a civil engineer, and he actually had a laboratory named after him at Iowa State University. So very, Ooh. very smart dude. Okay. While in high school, Bob met and fell in love with his first wife, Nancy. They married in 1955. They moved to Littleton, Colorado, and a few years later, they had their son, David, in 1961, and their daughter, Susan, in 1963. Um, Bob had, like, a bunch of jobs over the years. He wasn't, like, a set dentist or salesman or, like, I work in marketing or anything like that. Like, he just did a bunch of jobs. Um, And about 20 years into their marriage, the couple hit a rough patch. Bob has now caught the eye of his younger secretary, Sharon Cooper, with whom he liked to do a lot of hiking in his free time, despite the fact that he had wife and children at home. And, surprise to nobody, his marriage starts to fray. So he decides to move out. Okay. Okay. Then in 1978, um, a few days after Christmas, December 30th, the bodies of his wife, Nancy, his son, David, and daughter, Susan, are all found shot to death with a .38 caliber caliber handgun in the house. The handgun was registered to Bob. Susan and David were both shot in bed in their respective bedrooms. Nancy was found in the basement with a bullet wound to her head, and next to her was a type typewriter with a note like a typewritten note that read we always argued about who'd have the kids i will and it was signed with a handwritten in so it's been said that nancy actually had a neurological disorder where it made it difficult like her handwriting was ineligible in legible inlegible illegible 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 yeah. <laughs> um anemone Um, so like she couldn't really write legibly. So she would often type out notes on the typewriter just to make like grocery lists or leave like notes to herself around the house. Like that wasn't uncommon. Um, and then she signed it like herself, like she could still sign her name. So she wrote a handwritten in. So when questioned by the police, Bob openly admits to the marital problems, to the affair. He said that on the day of he had left the house early. Oh, he said that they had, they were trying to reconcile And so he had moved back in. So he said that on the day of, he left the house early in the morning and returned after the bodies were discovered. His story changed a lot during, but despite trying to poke holes through it, like Bob never cracked. And so this is like, I think it's a common misconception where it's like, oh, your story didn't line up. So now we know you're guilty. It's like, A lot of times what happens is like if a story doesn't line up, then the investigators will just zero in on the fact that it doesn't line up and they'll just make you repeat it over and over and over again. And then a guilty person realizes they've been caught and they just crack under pressure. Yeah. But Bob didn't crack. Like he just, anytime they came back and said like, hey, this doesn't make any sense or you said this, but that contradicts this, he would just maintain that he was confused. He got turned around. He said that, but he must not have meant that like uh i didn't mean to say that if i did like what i meant to say was this time or something like that two separate polygraphs were performed and both came back inconclusive despite all the circumstances screaming that bob was lying because they had no hard evidence to go on the case had to be closed and was ruled a murder suicide with nancy his wife having killed the two children then killing herself
1: Man, how do you I get killing your spouse. Not that I think it's okay. I understand why people do it. It doesn't like justify it, but like I I understand the thought process of like, I need to get out of this relationship, I'll just kill this other person. Right. But killing your kids
0: That's so Yeah.
1: What the fuck And something I
0: really hate, like the like Chris Watts, you know, is like I hate when they try those
1: little girls.
0: Well, I mean, that story just in and of itself is so tragic. But I hate when they try to make it be like, oh, the wife killed them and then killed me. It's like, okay, first of all, the wife wouldn't yeah. have done that. The wife would have just shot your ass and then moved on. Like, the wife wouldn't have taken out the kids and then herself. She would have just killed you. Like, I don't know what women yeah. you'd be dating, but, like, that's not how that works. Um,
1: Family and I hate when they man, just, they're like, freaky.
0: I just hate that they degrade, like, a person's reputation that way.
1: Yeah, because they're not here to defend themselves. Like, it's one thing if you get a divorce and you go around and you're like, oh, my ex-wife was such a bitch, blah, blah, blah. Like, she knows, and all the people who love her know, like, he's going to just talk shit because he's bitter about the divorce. But if you kill somebody and then you start talking shit about them, like, they cannot defend themselves.
0: Yeah, and that's a pretty heinous thing to be accused of.
1: Yeah, I don't like that.
0: So, it's ultimately ruled um, murder-suicide. So, the case is closed. And then Bob immediately had the the bodies cremated, and then seven (laughs) months later, he married his secretary, Sharon Cooper, and moved back into the house that he previously shared with his family that all died in that same house.
1: Ah, no, don't do that, please.
0: (laughs) So Bob and Sharon, they remained married for four years, avid hikers the entire time. Um, At one point during the course of their marriage, Bob's father died. And Sharon noted that something changed in him once that happened. Like he became very paranoid and she reportedly told friends that Bob was quote out to get her, whatever that meant. Like she didn't really elaborate, but she was just like, I just think he's out to get me. Like, you know, something. Um, And I would imagine it's something in the course when like a relationship is falling apart where it's like, everything becomes your fault. Like you're always the problem. You're always wrong. Like you can't do anything right. Um, Uh Like he's like looking for ways to blame her. So, they end up divorcing in 1988 and go their separate ways. So, they're married for four years and they go separate ways. Until just a few short months after Donna Settling Spangler's death at the Grand Canyon. In his grief, Bob reached back out to Sharon and then she <laughs> quickly moved into his Colorado home with him. And they rekindled their, their romance.
1: Why? The man has two. Even if he didn't kill them, like you don't, you are now wife number three. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're dead.
0: Like yeah. And your relationship been in for a reason, so maybe let that let sleeping
1: oh, dogs lie. Oh man.
0: So on October second, nineteen forty. I played nineteen forty-four. That doesn't make any nineteen ninety-four. Okay, so this is eighteen <laughs> months after Donna's death. Sharon is found by Bob, unresponsive in their home, next to a bottle of Tylenol. Oh, God. She died of a drug overdose that same day, like, at the hospital, you know. She passes away. There's no police investigation into her death. It's ruled an overdose. Case is closed. Well, the non-existent case is closed. Bob receives a $20,000 insurance payout for her death. And they're not even married. Whatever. So, about five years after that, in 1999 investigators from multiple counties in colorado arizona the national park service and the u.s department of interior start connecting the dots between a lot of these cases so remember um his first wife nancy and their children that case was closed so it's not like a a cold case that people are picking back up every now and then like it was technically closed and then donna's death was ruled as an accident so that's closed and uh, Sharon's is ruled an overdose, so that so there's not like these active or cold cases, but they just start connecting the dots, and they're sort of like, hmm, this is kind of suspicious, and all roads lead back to Bob, but they have conflicting evidence and they have conflicting motives. So, for example, Bob received an insurance payout from Sharon's death, but not any of the others. And so like that doesn't really seem like a big deal when you're trying to build a case from somebody. If he had received an insurance payout from each single one, it would have been like he killed them all for the insurance money. But it's like, so he killed Sharon for the insurance money. He killed Nancy to get out of their marriage. He killed Donna Why? You know, it's like, it's not enough to build a case. Um, You have to try to prove that he's responsible. He's not just like a victim of coincidence, like despite how awful it is. So in order to build this case, they have to find either hard, conclusive evidence for each one of the killings, or they have to get a recorded confession. And their luck changed in 2000 when Bob Spangler is diagnosed with terminal lung and brain cancer.
1: Because when you kill people,
0: comes it back back manifests
1: you. in your body, John JonBenet Ramsey's mom.
0: <laughs> so investigators decide that they're going to try their luck and visit... Bob's home as a sort of last death last last ditch effort. And in a "quote unquote deathbed confession, Bob confessed to four killings. Now, he never admitted to Sharon's death. He never claimed responsibility for Sharon's death, the drug overdose. But okay. he went into detail. He went through scene by scene of the circumstances. He talked about how he killed both of his children, how his son did not die immediately from the gunshot wound, so he strangled him to death or he Holy smothered shit. him to death with a pillow afterwards. He admitted um, to tricking his first wife Nancy into signing a blank piece of paper before typing up the suicide note himself in the typewriter after her death. During this confession, Bob was initially reluctant to come clean on Donna's death at the Grand Canyon because he worried that her now adult children it's so like Nancy didn't have any living children, Donna did—would press charges against him, like in a civil suit. So it would be he could get criminal charges plus the civil suits against him. But investigators appeal to his narcissistic ego and point out that even though he killed multiple people the first time he wouldn't technically be classified as a serial killer unless he had more than one instance
1: yes because it's different it's, um, spree killing is a lot of people all at once serial killing is three multiple or more incidences yeah
0: bob caves because he wants to be known as a serial killer
1: what the fuck
0: (laughs) when asked why he confessed he reasoned that he wanted the fbi to explain to him why he was so good at it he wanted like he basically wanted to be fbi profiled he is quoted saying i'm different i think i'm interesting so i'm
1: gonna vomit
0: so part of it is like yeah he's dying so like what's the worst they could do to him like he already knows he's dying he's not coming back from this cancer It's not like he's going to live another 30 years getting away with it. And second of all, like, he wants credit for it. He wants them to know that he was this mastermind, and the only reason they caught him now is because he's choosing to confess.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Um, In part of a plea deal to avoid the death penalty, he pleads guilty to the first murder of Donna with the – oh, to the second murder. Okay, so he pleads guilty to first-degree murder of Donna at the Grand Canyon with admission of guilt in the death of Nancy, David, and Susan. Again, he never admitted to Sharon. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. However, less than a year after getting into prison, he dies of cancer at the age of 68 years old.
1: That's pretty young for That cancer. is,
0: like, pretty young.
1: But, I mean, you kind of deserve... Could have suffered cancer, a little bit painful longer. as fuck, too, yeah. Yeah.
0: My, um, this is like off topic, but so my grandmother, she died of a stroke when she was like 72, I think. And I remember my cousin, she was like in poor health and she had like smoked her whole life and she was just not doing too hot. Um, and my cousin and I, we were talking to my aunt about it. And so I was in like maybe fourth or fifth grade. So you're Uh like maybe 10. And we were talking to my aunt about it and I was like, how old was mama Betty when she died? She's like, oh, she was like 70. And we were like, God, that's so old. (laughs) Now it's it's like it's not at all. But at 10 years old, that sounds like, you know, ancient.
1: I saw this tweet the other day that was like all of your mom's raggedy ass old friends when you were a little kid were 30.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, shit, dude. (laughs) That is funny. Uh. Ah. My that sources sucks. today were Wikipedia, the New York Daily News, ABC News, and Los Angeles Times. There is a four-part docuseries on Hulu called... Um, I think it might just be The Wild. It definitely has Wild in the name. There's two seasons. The second season talks about a murder at Yosemite, but the first season is all about this. It's just four episodes. They're like 45 minutes each. I'm halfway through the first episode, um, and it's, I mean, it's really good. There is just like so much more detail that goes in and they talk about like, um, which I don't love to talk about this, but they talk about like Bob's reaction at the first murder of like his whole family and just how he acts. And I don't love that because I think everybody grieves differently when you're in shock. Like some people go on autopilot, some people shut down. Oh yeah. Some people just don't, they just smile and look at the camera cause they don't know what else to do. But it it is just interesting. To see what it is, so.
1: Yeah. Damn. Also, like, how much would that suck if you, like, died from your worst fear? Like, if your worst fear is heights and then you.
0: And then you died from it? Yeah, that would be pretty awful.
1: Like, that's the scariest thing to me.
0: Mm. Every time I think <laughs> I have, like, a new fear, like, a new biggest fear. Like, a new one, one gets unlocked? Yeah. <laughs> now, my new biggest fear is um, that I'm going to be riding in the car with somebody and they're going to have a seizure.
1: Wow, I'm never getting in a car
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> what? What if your subway train conductor had a seizure?
1: Well, there's automatic brakes on the track.
0: Oh, okay. I guess that's true.
1: You can press the button in the car.
0: Yeah, but how would you even know something's wrong?
1: I mean, I was, I,
0: <laughs> I'm just never leaving my apartment. <laughs> you like, somebody's <laughs> going to notice it.
1: Um. Yeah, that's scary. I never thought about that before. Yep. My my sister's husband is had a, a couple seizures like a couple years ago. He doesn't have like a seizure disorder or anything, but he's like scared. I mean, it's been a long time, but like he's always scared of like driving and like having a seizure. But he only ever he had him in his sleep, so I don't think it would like ever happen.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's like terrifying. Like I was just thinking about it the other day, and it's like okay. I would try Why to- did you think of that? Because I was riding in the car and I looked over at Rob and I was like, "What if he just like died or like had a seizure or just collapsed? It's like, okay, you try to move your foot off the brake, like turn your hazard on, and just start honking at everybody so they know yeah they control. Uh, Trying to
1: bump into a guardrail.
0: What? So I can crash?
1: Well, if you like, it's better to crash into a guardrail than to like some other car.
0: I guess that's true. But I think what you would try to do is just try to get their leg off either the brake or the gas and then just coast until you ran out.
1: What if you were on like the highway?
0: Well that would be that's why you you (laughs) got honk so that everybody around you knows that like shit is up but they gotta get out of your way.
1: Mine is being stuck in the middle of the ocean.
0: I would never get that far out in the middle of the ocean.
1: I I have you ever seen that movie Deep Deep Blue, I think, Deep Water? I can't remember what it's called. It's about isn't the deep water. It might be isn't
0: that about the oil spill.
1: I don't I don't know.
0: Oh, that's Deepwater Horizon. OK, never mind.
1: No deep. I think it's called Deepwater. It's that movie about the couple who goes on a scuba diving trip and then they get left.
0: Oh, with Shailene Woodley and. um.
1: No, no, it's like from the early 2000s. Oh. It's like this couple who's on their honeymoon. And they go on a scuba diving trip in Mexico,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they get left behind because the guy who's supposed to be counting the oxygen tanks like miscounts,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they come up to the surface as the boat is like just too far away. Oh my! And God. then the whole movie is about like how like they know they're gonna die. Yeah, and they like they get eaten by sharks. So like the end of the movie is like the sharks are starting to surround them. Oh my god! It's (laughs) it's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. (laughs) It's that was terrible. I saw it in theaters with my aunt and my cousin Rachel. I'll never forget this. I was like. 10 years old maybe like 11 years old and my aunt was like let's go see an r-rated movie and she took me to see that i am scarred for life
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah no there was um do you know there's movies okay i'm trying to think of like an example of one but are like i don't know what the production company is called but there's one it's called like atm it came out when i was in high school uh-huh. And I wonder if I can see who the production company is. It, Lionsgate, huh. Um, But it's like where these like really freak accidents happen that seem totally benign and then they like kill people. So like, for example, there's one called ATM and it's like this group of three friends and they go use an ATM at midnight and then they come outside and there's like a stalker there. (laughs) And he's like, gonna kill them. And like, he kills like a dog walker. And every time they open the door, the guy takes like another step closer to him. And he like cuts the wires of the car and he turns off the heat to the oh building. Oh my God. Can call for help. And then there's another one where like these three friends like get stuck on a ski lift, which it's like, how would that ever actually happen? But like, it does. And so they're just like stuck on this ski lift, Ugh. like frozen. It's called Frozen, but obviously not the other one. Um, and then there's one where, like, these girls get stuck at, like, an indoor pool. Like, somebody – it, like, closes for the holiday weekend. And you know how pools will have, like, those automatic covers yeah. that come up? And they're, like, swimming in the pool and the automatic cover comes up. And then they get, like, trapped there. Oh, my God. It's, like, stuff that, like, would never actually happen. But and can happen. Yeah. But you just – you hear about it and you're, like, that's the dumbest, like, concept to a story – but then you sit there and you read all the Wikipedia plots and you're like, oh my god, this is my new fear. Okay, the ski like, lift my... thing
1: is a real fear because I saw a TikTok the other day. That's, that happened to somebody that was stuck up there for like four hours.
0: Okay, so the worst part, this is not actually the worst part of the whole movie, but the thing that stuck out to me the most is in that ski lift one, they like try to go to sleep for the night and when they wake up the next morning, the girl's hand is like frozen to the bar. Oh shit. Because she like grabbed it in the middle of the night like while she was asleep and it's like frozen and she like can't unclench it. Oh my god! <laughs> Isn't that terrifying? <laughs> no I'm gonna cry. Oh my god Oh it's got um I can't I, Oh my god It's got the guy from Cadet Kelly in it. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> the cute blonde guy. Oh, oh it's so scary
1: that is the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life
0: <laughs> It's terrifying.
1: I'm never going skiing I will never use another pool
0: <laughs> I'm about to like get in a bubble
1: oh my god
0: okay tell me your <laughs> true crime scary story <laughs> Hold on one second. I can't fucking breathe now that we just spent 10 minutes talking about fake ones
1: oh my god okay holy shit my story is really sad it doesn't have a good ending
0: <laughs> oh my god um, well i'm glad we just teed it up with all that lighthearted god
1: we'll say something really nice stress. at the end Jeez, louise man i have to okay so <laughs> holy shit so my story is pretty uh pretty recent and i brought it's kind of similar to like the media sensation of the Idaho case that we talked earlier. And this is the murder of Gabby Petito.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a... Wow. That's a great story. Okay. Well, so this is
1: not the story that I wanted to do originally. But I literally could not, for the life of me, remember the names of the story that I wanted to do. And, like, I tried to Google search different things, but I couldn't, like...
0: What's the story you It was to
1: about do? the three women... It was, like, two or three women who were, like, older, and they decided to have, like, a girls weekend, so they told all their husbands, like, we're going to go stay at this hotel and, like, hike around the National Park. Like, they had been, like, lifelong best friends, and they were, like, in their 50s or 60s now.
0: This sounds like a scary movie, like, just being written. Well, they
1: all went to – I can't even remember what National Park it was, but, like, they went to a National Park. They were going to, like, stay in a cabin and, like, spend the weekend, like, hiking and, like, having girl time. And on the second day, like one of the husbands is calling his wife to check in and he keeps calling the hotel and the hotel's like, no, sorry, like they haven't come back. And like the whole day goes by and he's like, listen, it's super weird for my wife to like not check in with me. Mm -hmm. And then so he calls the police, whatever. They find the women like had all been like sexually assaulted and like strangled. And then it turns out it was like the guy who worked in the kitchen
0: God,
1: that's awful. I'm sure I'll, like, remember who it was next week and I'll tell that story at a different Somebody's time. Somebody's going to write it and tell us. I But, like, I that's the one I wanted to do originally. I just couldn't, like, remember. I don't
0: know that one, actually,
1: so. Oh, I'll find actually, it and I'll do it on a different. We'll
0: do it. National Parks Part 2. Okay.
1: But, no, so I, well, then the next one I wanted to do was Gabby Petito. And this is
0: okay,
1: a very sad story. Um, And it happened very recently. And it's one of those cases that, like, Do you remember the Molly Tibbetts case? The girl who went running?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Like, this case was, like... That case and this case were both, like... I feel like when it's girls who are your age, it, like, hits a little differently. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, shit. Like, that literally could have happened to me.
0: And, like... Can I... What? Can I tell you, like, one of the things I remember most about this case is that Crime Chunky did an episode of it, but they did it, like... They try to be as real-time as possible. Uh-huh. And in the episode, Ashley Flowers talks about how, like, as she's recording the episode, like, new evidence keeps emerging. Uh-huh. And then she published the episode, and then the next day, like, they found her body.
1: Ugh.
0: Like, the day after. And I was like, God, that really... Like, and obviously that sucks, like, for all sorts of reasons, but, like, specifically for Ashley Flowers, like, that was just such a bummer for Yeah.
1: From. Um... It's a sad story, but it'll be quick. So, Gabrielle Ver- Venora Petito was born Aww, March Venora. That's so pretty. March nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Um, she is from Blue Point, New York, or was from Blue Point, New York. She had six younger siblings and half siblings, um, and they were all very close. She actually appeared in a music video to raise awareness about American gun violence in response to the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. I love that. Um, and in 2017, she graduated from Bayport Blue Point High School, um, and she actually was High School Sweethearts with Brian Christopher Laundry, okay. So they decided that they were going to, after they graduated high school, they were going to move to North Carolina and just start working in a restaurant. She wanted to go to community college and kind of like see the world a little bit. Um, so they decided they were going to go up and down the East Coast for the summer and just kind of figure out life as you do when you're mm-hmm. 18 years old. So Brian Lowndry's family was from uh, Florida, so they decided they were going to go move in with his parents in Northport, and they both got a job at a grocery store at Publix. Um, She was a pharmacy technician, and he worked in the grocery department. But Mm. the COVID-19 pandemic began in 2020, so they both quit their jobs, bought a camper van, and decided that they were going to embark on a cross-country drive from New York to California.
0: She was a pharmacy tech, like... I, I don't know how like twenty or something. I guess you don't like. Maybe I don't know what a pharmacy tech is because that's like really. Impressive.
1: I thought you had to have like an associate's degree, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, that's just what the internet said. Hmm. Um, maybe in like smaller towns, you don't need like.
0: Maybe I don't know what a pharmacy tech is. Maybe that's something that just like they just sit behind a computer and like type in birthdays. Maybe.
1: And they just mm. kinda like hand you your prescription check ID. like
0: if you're a pharmacy tech, I'm so sorry. I truly have no I
1: actually so. have a friend who You could be
0: a surgeon for all I know.
1: My I have a friend who almost went to pharmacy school. Like she started doing the prereqs. I'll ask her. She's going to accounting school now. So <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll ask her. She said well, it was too she's smart. <laughs> she probably knows what she's talking about. Um I'll
1: ask her and I'll I'll get back
0: to you guys. Yeah, thanks.
1: So in twenty twenty is when they decided they were gonna go on this cross country trip. Um, along the way, they visited Las Vegas, Yosemite National Park, Pismo Beach, all kinds of other national parks. Um, and she actually turned 21 in Nokomis, Florida. Ooh. So in June of 2020, they decided that they were going to go to Georgia and there they got engaged on their trip. So
0: Oh, do you know where in Georgia they got engaged?
1: I don't. Uh, I'm assuming it's whatever national park you guys, <laughs> not that it
0: I mean, not that it's like some great like love story at this point, but it,
1: it was Savannah, Georgia.
0: <laughs> Savannah, Georgia. it's probably like Amicalola falls. Or something <laughs> like. They hike stone mountain.
1: Um, so they, the other thing about Gabby was that she wanted to become like a blogger and like turn this into her career. Um, Mm -hmm. She was really into, like, yoga, being a vegan. She wanted – she, at one point, was going to be a nutritionist in college. Like, she was really into, like, health and wellness and all the, like, granola-y stuff. Mm -hmm. So prior to their trip, she had been working, like, 50-hour weeks to save up money to, like, redo this camper van, buy some good camera equipment, and, like, get her social media, like – ready to go. If you can actually find her videos on YouTube mm-hmm. of like everywhere they went, which is also like I've seen a couple of them and it's very eerie. It's like very creepy. They're beautiful. It's not like anything's like wrong with them, but it's like
0: it's just eerie knowing that it Cuz
1: you know the like sinister miss of it. Yeah. So in 2021, they decided they were going to go back to Blue Point for her brother's graduation ceremony. So they get back to Blue Point, they do a couple repairs on the van. And then they decide that they were going to go to um, Bryce National Park, Bryce Canyon National Park. Okay. So along the way, they stop at like a couple different places. Um, a couple witnesses. So in August, August twelfth, twenty twenty one, a witness calls nine one one to report that a couple who were later identified as Brian and Gabby were fighting in front of a community co op in Moab, Utah. Another witness claims that he saw the two couple talking aggressively and that Gabby was punching him in the arm. Ooh, okay. Another witness called and said that it looked like Brian was trying to leave Gabby behind and take her phone with him like he was trying to get in the van and like take her phone. Mm. Before they drove off together before he drove off, however, she tried to get into the driver's seat. She climbed over him to get into the passenger seat, and she was heard saying, "Why do you have to be so mean?" No. I know. So officers come to find them. They're like arguing outside of this, like community living space um, mm-hmm. and on police body camera footage, which we've all seen. It's so horrible. She's like she says this quote. Yeah, I don't know if some days I have really bad OCD. I was just cleaning and straightening up. I was apologizing to him and saying, I'm sorry, I'm so mean because sometimes I have OCD and sometimes I get really frustrated. Not like mean towards him. I just, my vibe, I'm in a bad mood. And I was saying sorry that I'm in a bad mood. I just had so much work to do. So she's like clearly stressed about whatever it is that they're arguing about.
0: Well, and like in the body cam footage, because she was the one that was arguing with him and like she was seen sort of like hitting him um and i don't mean like she wasn't like swinging at him with like a right hook but she's just like hitting him you know like in frustration um like she thinks that she's about to get in the trouble with police for like abuse yeah she's she's like like
1: crying and apologizing like
0: like he's not in trouble at all she's very much trying to be like this is my fault i just got overwhelmed like i'm sorry you know whatever
1: so she tries to downplay the altercation the officer at one point points out marks on her arm and face like red marks and he tells her just be honest tell me what's going on Mm -hmm. and she then says well he got a little angry and he grabbed my face which is what caused like the red marks Mm -hmm. so from brian's perspective like the from the police body camera that was filming him while he was talking he's just saying like i don't know what happened like she she just got kind of worked up. She was trying to get the phone and keys from me. Like, I was just trying to de-escalate the situation. And he admits, like, I know I shouldn't have pushed her. I was just trying mm-hmm. to, like, get her away from me and take a minute. Yeah. So the officer decides. It's a very, like, high-stress situation. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I've. it's never, ever okay to hit somebody, guy or girl. Like, do not right. put your hands on somebody. However... Like, who among us has not been in a fight with their boyfriend-girlfriend and just been like, oh, my God, you're you're making me fucking crazy right now? Like, yeah, everybody's been like that. Yeah. So the officers decide, like, it's not a domestic violence case. Like, they're just a young couple arguing, like, who among us? Mm-hmm. So they decide we're not going to, like, charge them with anything. We're just going to separate them for the night. Mm-hmm. Or they're not going to separate them. So... They kind of just tell them, like, you guys need to take a minute, like, chill out. I think they stay with them for, like, another, like, 30 minutes, whatever. So the officers decide, like, they're not going to charge them with anything. Like, no domestic violence charges, whatever. And they're not going to separate them for the night either. They're just going to kind of be like, okay, you guys need to chill out, like, apologize to each other. They stay with them for, like, another half hour to just kind of, like, de-escalate the situation. But they don't want to arrest them because they don't really have any, like, evidence that – they're, like, going to hurt each other. You know what I mean? Like, yes, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. like, obviously, if they knew now. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the time, it was just kind of, like, it's just a young couple getting in a fight. Yeah, like, it...
0: It's just a heated argument. Like, listen, if he brought the cops in during the worst fight I've ever had with Rob, it would, like, they'd yeah. stick around, too. But, like, it's not... So... Like, couples fight. Finally, you know I mean? after, and like, 30
1: minutes, him. the officers are, like, okay... Brian, why don't you stay at a hotel nearby and Gabby can stay in the van for the night? Like they're still around each other. But he's like, why don't you guys just like sleep separately for the night? Like they're not really separated, but like that's kind of like one of the last times that Gabby is seen alive. So August 17th, Brian takes the flight from Salt Lake City to Tampa, Florida, leaving Gabby behind. Gabby stays with the van so, she's staying at a hotel near the Salt Lake City Airport. According to staff, she checks out August 24th. Brian returns August 23rd to help her check out. So, they're, like, seen together at the hotel, but she's the one who checks out, like, by herself. Gabby's mother says that the last time she speaks to her daughter is August 25th, and Gabby had said something about how they're in Grand Teton National Park, and they were going to go to Yellowstone. She sends a couple pictures of herself, and... And says that she might not have service for a couple days, but don't, like, stress out. So, August 27th, between 1 and 2 o'clock, Brian and Gabby are seen at a Tex-Mex restaurant in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. The witness at the restaurant says that Brian was being aggressive towards Gabby. They were having an argument and that Brian storms out of the restaurant. Gabby follows him, later comes back, and apologizes to the staff for his behavior restaurant staff who worked there confirmed on Instagram that the couple were indeed there. Another witness around the same time says that she had seen their van and a generic looking couple, so like a white a white guy and a white girl. Um were seen arguing in a camping area. Mm-hmm. She had tried to post a video on TikTok detailing her observations and the FBI got wind of it and that's like kind of how they Knew where to look for her remains. Spoiler alert! I mean, we all know what happens. Hmm. Another woman on TikTok, August twenty mm-hmm. ninth, says that her and her boyfriend gave Brian a lift from outside of the like camping area. She reported that Brian freaked out in the middle of the drive when mm-hmm. she when he learned that they were going to Jackson Hole instead of Jackson Wyoming, which I guess are like they're like ten miles apart. Mm-hmm. They're not like super super far apart, but they're not like. It's not like a walkable distance. Close. She also found, she also stated in the video Mm -hmm. that she found it weird that Brian throughout the whole time that he was in the car was talking about how he had been camping for days. He just wanted like a nice place to sleep, whatever, but he didn't appear to be like dirty at all. Another witness on August 29th Mm -hmm. dropped him off, like had picked him up, dropped him off near another camping area Brian offered them gas money for the 20-minute ride but didn't want to be taken further than the camp area which was several miles away from where he claimed that his van was. According to the witness, he was very antsy and he was trying to open the door before they were like fully coming to a stop. He was just like he had to get out of the car like as soon as possible. August 27th, a text from Gabby's phone was sent to her mother that said can you help stan i keep getting his voicemails and missed calls the message was concerning to gabby's mother because stan was gabby's grandfather and she did not call him by his first name obviously so on september 1st brian returns home to his parents house in northport florida in the van On September 7th, him and his parents Mm -hmm. go camping at another national park in Florida. September 11th, so 10 days Mm -hmm. back from the trip that he was supposed to be on with Gabby, Gabby's mother files a missing persons report. Four days later, Mm -hmm. Brian is named a person of interest Mm -hmm. in this case. His parents and lawyer immediately, 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 I remember this happening, Stop talking to anybody about the case.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. They shut up. They are tight lipped, which, like, kudos to the lawyer because, like, that's how you do it. But, well, we'll
1: talk about that in a second. Let me I'll 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 tell you my opinion after this. So, September 13th, police are surveilling Uh the Laundry home. On September 13th, they see him leaving in his car. Two days later, They see the car return, and the police think that the person who gets out of the car is Brian, but it turns out that it's actually um, his dad. They just, like, mistaked him for him. Like, obviously, he looks like his parents. So September Mm -hmm. 17th, so over two weeks since Mm -hmm. he's come home and about a week after Gabby had been reported missing, Mm -hmm. Brian is then reported missing by his parents, who claimed who claimed to have not seen him since the 13th. So the day that the police saw that car drive away, this is when the police figure out that the person they saw getting out of yeah. the car was not Brian. So after obtaining a search warrant to finally like mm-hmm. come in and search the house, they go in and they find evidence that he would be in the Miyakahatchee Creek environmental park in Sarasota County, Florida. So September 23rd, they issue an arrest warrant for Brian mm-hmm. um, due to unauthorized. Well, originally it was for unauthorized use of her debit card. He had spent over a thousand dollars between August 30th and September 1st, and they took his DNA from his house to be able to match it to oh, any evidence they had in the van. October 5th. Brian's sister comes forward and she does an interview with ABC news and says that she wants him to come home and surrender himself. Two days later, his par- his father joins in, in the search that they're looking for him in the Miyakkahatchee Creek environmental park. September 19th. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I skipped a part. September 19th. So two weeks before they're searching for him in the park. They find human remains matching the description of Petito um, in a camping area in Wyoming. They confirm that her cause of death was blunt force injuries to her head and neck, as well as manual strangulation. This had occurred three to four mm-hmm. weeks before her body was found. So about the same time that she went missing, like the last day she was seen, August 25th, was probably the day that she died. Mm-hmm. I think what happened is he probably accidentally hit dead. her or like pushed her somehow when she hit her head. And I think he probably freaked mm-hmm. out and was like, I'm just going to kill her. So to... finally, peaches stop. finally, October 20th after a big flood in the environmental park, um, most of it had been underwater. As we know, Florida is just a giant swampland. They find Brian's skeletal remains and some of his belongings found mm-hmm. nearby. His cause of death can't really be determined, but they're pretty sure that he had shot himself mm-hmm. in the head because they find a gun nearby and, like, a weird wound in his skull. that They, it's, they can't really determine it, but, like, it's pretty mm-hmm. sure that's what happened. January 21st, um, a note mm-hmm. from him is released, basically saying... I am ending my life not because of fear of punishment, but rather because I can't stand to live another day without her. So then it kind of comes out that like his parents knew that he was going in there to kill himself, but they didn't want to like, I mean, what are you going to do? It's not like you can tell your son, like it's your kid. You know what I mean? Like I understand what they did was wrong and they definitely should have like turned him in. But I also kind of get like, not, you know what I mean?
0: I would turn my kid in, especially I if don't, I knew they were gonna go like, kill themselves in the park. Like, I like
1: I, that was the hardest part that I had with this case.
0: I mean, I don't know, I would turn them in. Well, well and I think ultimately, yes, like I would not want my child to like die. Like, if they're dead, then that's just the end of the story, period. Whereas if they're alive, like, number one, I mean, selfishly for myself, like, he could find some sort of redemption. I mean, I don't know what that is. But, like, he could like he could find Jesus in prison. Or he could, you know, like, do some sort of internship yeah. program. Or he could find a way to, like, make his life have meaning from there. And then also, practically, he could actually provide answers like right now we think like oh she hit her head and then he strangled her but like he could actually provide peace of mind to her family you know and i think like as a parent like anything would be better than my kid just being dead
1: see that's the thing i don't think he was a continuous continuous threat threat to size so the last the last thing i have on my timeline here in 2022 the summer of 2022 the family's lawyer decides to release the full notebook entry entry so he had released that they had that suicide note that basically was like him Mm -hmm. um, taking responsibility for killing her so they released the whole thing and he basically says like I didn't mean to kill her but like it was an accident I was trying to be merciful so Mm -hmm. I think and I don't know because this evidence has never been released I think what probably happened was they probably got into another argument and they were pushing each other which you shouldn't do but I think that's probably what happened. I think he probably pushed her a little too hard and maybe she, like, hit her head and he thought she was already dead, so he Mm -hmm. decided to strangle her. Like, that's the only thing that, like, really makes sense to me.
0: Well, I'm sort of thinking about this from not, like... Okay, so we know that this is obviously, like, an unhealthy relationship, but I'm trying to think of, like, an extent to where... Like, like maybe I'm out with Rob and we're like hiking and he like slips on these rocks or something and falls so significantly, like hits his head on his rock that there's like a dent and he's like And you know
1: you're not gonna make it. There's like a
0: dent in his head and he's bleeding and there's like you know, there's blood and I know that I'm not gonna be able to make him to the hospital. It's like, do I try to get That's him to the, the hospital? That's the thing I I think do I you try should to like in his suffering. Like me personally, I'm gonna put him in the Well, I would probably try, but then it's like, can I even lift him to get him in the car? Like, could I do that? Probably not. But I would probably, I don't think I could, I don't think I could put him out of his misery. You know, like I think I would probably have to call for help or something. And and I'm not trying to excuse Brian Laundrie by by any means and say that that's the case. But I'm saying if similar circumstances were to happen, (sighs) I could sort of see that to an extent. Like I can see where Brian. I London can see why was, he thought like, he was
1: making the right decision.
0: But I can see where it could be an accident, but that doesn't change the responsibility yeah, of his actions. I, that's the
1: part that bothers me. It's like he,
0: like he should have. He should have just immediately called the police. He should have come clean. He shouldn't have tried because then, yeah. Like, now you're continuing to text from her phone, pretending to be her, like. Showing up in, like, tight-lipped, like, not releasing any information. Like, that is all just really shady. And it's just an admission that you know that you did something wrong. If you really felt badly about it, you wouldn't have done all those things. Wanted. Yeah. If you felt bad but nonetheless righteous Uh, in your decision. Well, You would own it.
1: That's pretty much where the story is. Oh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up. So around the same time that this is happening, there's two other people, a lesbian couple, that gets murdered in the Moab desert, like close to where Gabby was found, and they still don't know who the killer is from that. It was a lesbian couple who was also going on like a similar Mm. hiking trip, um, and they were were found... Mm -hmm. I think literally like within a couple days of Gabby being found um, and they had both been killed by gunshot wounds in the head, like execution style. And they still don't know who it was. So there was a point in this case where they were like trying to to tie Brian to that, which I 100% do not think he was responsible for that. But it's just a weird coincidence that like another murder happened not that far away yeah Um. anyway it's a very sad Ooh, story I don't, like this. I don't, like I don't really article. know how to end that uh, my sources were um, New York One News, Wikipedia for a good timeline and pretty much like any news outlet like CNN did a really good job I just I remember watching this case while it was happening and being like yeah Um. but yeah that's oh the God. murder yeah. of Gabby Petito
0: that's insane So I was actually watching, this is going to like, I'm going to like end this on a, I'm going to like end this on a lighthearted. I was watching Jeopardy the other day and one of the questions on Jeopardy was like, I don't remember how it, but it was like, in (laughs) 2021, Brian Laundrie ran to this like environmental park or whatever to hang out with these toothy creatures and like the answer was crocodiles oh and it was like why did you have to bring brian laundry into any of this situation like where did that come from it was such an odd question and oh i think my. it like blew up on twitter like people were like um okay should this? we say something this
1: was a rough episode
0: <laughs> it just sucks because they don't have that good endings episode. like it it's not up. like Total bummers
1: i i but
0: it's not like I mean, justice was died really served. Of terminal cancer, painfully in prison. No, well, and um, I, th- I want to say. Eh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher that. Um, there was a, it's a really famous case. I just can't think of who it was, but it was a girl who was like had been kidnapped and held hostage for like 20 years or something, and returned to her family finally. And she talked about how, like Elizabeth we have a Smart, justice system. Like we have a legal yes. system. Like there is no justice to her. I think that is it. But I didn't want to say that because that could be wrong. But she was just basically like, there's no justice in my situation. There is no chance of yeah justice. But legally it's I- been handled, and that's like her story. And I think that is like important. It sucks kind of
1: sometimes. This this shit is hard. <laughs> Um, okay, well, my positive thing, I guess. Um, Peaches finally got fixed and it was a really rough two weeks because she's Aww, psychotic. So this was the first week that we're allowed to go on walks Aww. again, and she has just been really happy, and it makes me happy because I love her. <laughs> but yeah, that's my
0: Aww, sweet I guess. baby. Yay. <laughs> Um, I, okay, so we, every year my mom tries to to go on vacation with all of us, and we're supposed to go to Hilton Head a Memorial Day weekend. Well, they canceled our reservation, because I guess the people that own the house are going to rent It's not, it's not. That's like three months away, which that sounds like a long time, but like that's nothing in the time of, so now I'm looking at new vacation houses, which is like kind of a bummer, but it's also exciting because... It's fun to plan a vacation. Like, Do you like want to stay in Hilton just Head? Just as fun as, like, actually going on the vacation.
1: Because I was – oh.
0: Oh, um, I was going to say, if you yeah, wanted to go to Ocean City, Maryland. As well.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Well, it has to be convenient. She lives in Louisiana, and my, the rest of my family lives in Georgia. We're the only outliers, so it needs to be, like, convenient. I see. To like a near airport or like driving distance. So Ugh, I can't wait for the Hillhead summer. Kelp had because she was the, be the beach only one every had weekend. To drive in, but oh,
1: it's gonna be glorious. <laughs> New York beach is two hours
0: away. That's kind of a bummer. But so actually, our anniversary is over really Yeah, b- our you memorial. We could do like weekend, a little so anniversary trip. Like, well, now we can go do something. Nice. Yeah, so I think we might. I mean, <sighs> we'll see. Too, you're, the you're downside to that is like it's always expensive. I'm making
1: the stuff. most money I've ever made in my life right now and I I'm so fucking poor I don't understand. So yeah. I just got my W2 to do my taxes.
0: <laughs> this is the, the first team, year I, I
1: officially don't owe the IRS well, any money. So a win is a win. <laughs> A Win is a win. Oh, I haven't not owned the
0: IRS money. A win is a win. Uh well. Uh, I love that. A win is a win.
1: It's just because I that owe the IRS you, like, a lot of money. So this money the is the first year you. that I'm like breaking even. <laughs> um, you guys know the drill. Follow us oh, on a Crime Spray. You know. You know. We have a lot of cool themes coming up, the up for girl. you guys. Send we've we've theory, officially narrowed. I'm so excited. I know. I'm like really excited. We uh, we can't wait. We, we can't wait. Like, happy February. Years. Happy early Valentine's Day. Fun. Um, You guys can be our murdery Valentine's, oh, yeah. happy and, uh, early Valentine's Day. We'll see you guys
0: next week. Bye. I love y'all. Bye.